recorded unless you free up space. Oh, shit. I thought I freed up space. Oh, well. I can always get it somewhere else. I have plenty of ways to get it. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I freed up space. <laughs> More of their lies. Fucking assholes. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, it's the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do in the show. I actually have to... Uh, I actually have to uh, share out the show, which I have not done yet. Man, I drank way too much last night. Well, I did. Get yourself some hair of the dog, I guess. No. <laughs> no, it's never worked for me. It's never worked for me. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of news, a lot of comics this week, man. Holy crap. There was, and there were some damn good books. It was kind of hard to to choose. Yeah. Uh, for my top, but basically the news this week is just a bunch of quick hits. Uh, there was a lot of books dropping. I actually would have kept all my extensive notes. I had at least eight or nine more stories about new books that were dropping, or, or I guess that were announced. Um, but it's just going to be me and Taylor. We would have had time to talk about it. Oh, well. Seems like a waste now. Well, just have to forge ahead, I suppose. Just muddle through it. Uh, yeah, so really hyping up the shit out of this show here, Gomer. We're going to get some love out of this show. I think we're going to get some good knowledge. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's just fucking do the damn thing. Oh, we got the comments already. Oh, hi. Hi, Lori. Hey, hey. Hey. I'm really fucking funny. Check out my page. Okay. Seems I'm like not fun. entirely sure you're a real person, Lori. Um, hey, man. What's real anymore? You know? What's real? Beats me. Let's, let's do this thing. <laughs> At least we got people coming by and checking us mm -hmm. out. Thanks, Lori. A valuable listener sheer fucking hubris it's true how dare we how about that trailer did you see the new picard trailer i did not i did see that a uh, guy is gonna be oh wait yeah wait no i did see it i did see it i did see it yeah guy yeah I mean, we already knew about Q. yeah we saw a whole thing too that was cool to see uh hey greetings geeks Another episode of this Geek in Comics at Ricky Grease Comic Book Shit Talk Show. Shit Talk Show. I'm Gomer and Taylor. It's just me and uh, me and Taylor gruesome twosome this week. Uh, Adam may come in later. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, segment on. one, what we did this week. Um, I didn't do much. I was pretty busy. We bought a cat. We got a new cat. He's cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he's cool. Cat uh, have a name? A uh, Simon. He came with a name. He was a shelter cat for like nine months. He was at the shelter. You know, they were bottle feeding him. Uh, yeah, I can't believe he was there. He's awesome, dude. Trained to do his business in the litter box. And I don't know. He's cool. Yeah, that's half the work done already. No shit. No shit. He sleeps all day, which is awesome. I'm a little jealous, actually. Uh, but I did watch Dope Sick on Hulu. Psh, fucking master. Masterclass of acting in this thing, and 
the story is just fucking heart-wrenching dude i mean it's heartbreaking and considering it's a true story you know for the most part just crazy crazy good that's a beloved actor michael keaton there in the scene, yes right? yeah he plays a really compelling character in this too i'm pretty sure he's won an award or something you know already for that damn thing so good for him check that show out what'd you do anything fun i had a bit of a DD marathon i had a game on friday saturday and uh today whoa whoa is it the same game uh, no they were three different games holy uh, shit i see i get confused i would be so confused i would get confused and i'd be like oh shit wait i'm only the dm for one of them so i don't <laughs> yeah. have to know like you know i just have to sure. react to things when i'm a player you know sure but i'd be like all right i want to cast a fireball and they're like dude you're a bard i'm like oh shit my bad you're right that's a different game okay well you know i keep track of which character is which yeah so <laughs> good on me i guess well, but uh, cool. the Picard trailer did look pretty cool. Um, it I, did. I bet they have to. They're gonna have to come up with some reason for why like Q has aged because oh, he's gonna do it just to be an asshole. Oh yeah, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure that, yeah, I was about to say that like yeah. you know he's gonna be like you know like oh well I didn't want you to feel bad Picard you know something yeah. like that. And the best thing about Whoopi Goldberg, she doesn't age somehow. She <laughs> does not. Yeah, it looks um, fucking amazing. You like. You could line up her from TNG and her from this trailer, and it's, it's pretty close. It's not like thirty years difference, right? you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. So lots of good stuff to look forward to. Let's talk about all kinds of other stuff we got to look forward to. Listen. To this. See, the first bit isn't actually comic. Well, it has a comic angle. The first bit. Uh, but it's really for the two a-holes who didn't show up this week. Uh, there's a new Godzilla series coming to Apple TV. Now, I'm a fan. Taylor is a Godzilla fan. Of course, they're nerds. Yeah. You know, we're nerds. But the two big Godzilla nerds are A.K.A. David and Adam. And they Yeah, I, I certainly defer to them in all things kaiju. Yeah. Uh, but it's a MonsterVerse series. It's in that whole MonsterVerse thing. So it's in continuity. Uh, from Chris Black and the Hawkeye, uh, quote-unquote, writer, Matt Fraction. So That's a pretty big name to throw on this. That's yeah. a big comic name to throw out. So Matt this Fraction. is in the same continuity <laughs> as um, the legendary Godzilla movies and King yes. Kong movies, right? According, okay. according to the description, it's still untitled. It's going to take place after 2014's Godzilla which kicked off the current iteration of the of the MonsterVerse. Um, it's gonna. The film was followed by Skull Island, and then King of Monsters, and then Godzilla Kong. So it's kind of a prequel series to okay, so most of the movies. Yeah, between 2014 Godzilla and King of the Monsters. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, see, something that's not just about this series, but about those movies in general is they've kind of blown their wad in a sense because they've already used all of the most famous kaiju. Yeah. I don't know. They've they used Ghidorah. They Martians. used Mothra. They used Rodan. They've used Mechagodzilla. They know um, left. There's still plenty of good ones, but like they've used by far the most well-known and recognizable. Yeah. Ones. I mean, there's still that, that pig that wears that helmet. They could use him. Just the fact that, much. okay. So you and I as the more casual kaiju guys, we probably have a bit of a struggle naming other. Oh, kaiju. I can't. Biolante like, yeah, is yeah, a name. Like, I could point them out yeah. in the lineup. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I could tell you, like Destroy is the only one I would like recognize, and I, I know when I see him, but yeah. like, 
Yeah, that, that I feel like that's just indicative of how they've already used all their A-listers. Yeah. You know? Uh, so the series explores one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and legacy, linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. So it's definitely going to be a people drama. I don't yeah, know how they're going to get a bunch of monsters in there every damn week. You know, I mean, I get that like a TV show, even weird. one that's like very well funded, probably isn't going to be able to have like kaiju fights every episode, or at least well, like I don't know, dude. Have nothing but kaiju fights every episode. What's that Apple got? What is it? That new sci-fi show they've got. Um, it was a big deal. It, it kind of sucked, but it was really high. Sci-fi. Was it a Wheel of Time or no? That's on Amazon, and that's pretty good. Okay. Too. That's pretty good. I can't keep track of it. Yeah, Wheel of Time was pretty good. About to say, but um, yeah, it was all right. Well, then again, yeah, like uh, Amazon is dropping like hundreds of millions into. Oh, we have a name now. Uh, the Rings of Power. Yeah, which is just the rings they gave to everybody. Yeah, so there's nine yeah. rings to the kings of men and like seven rings the dwarf lords and um those are the rings we haven't really seen anything out of in the movie yeah so, on lord of the rings dude i don't give a fuck what happens just give us cool characters and give us cool fights big fucking battles dude that's what we need that's yeah. how it'll win that's um, how it'll win that could be it has to open with just the biggest fucking battle well yeah like the opening uh scene from uh fellowship of the ring that big fight that should that's like the tail end of the era I think that they're going with here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there could be plenty of like big epic battles. They could do a lot with so, that. So I mean the rings of power. That implies that they're gonna like I don't know. We're gonna see the rings get made and then Sauron is gonna be like a character on the fucking show. I guess. I mean I don't know if I like that, man. He, like, schemed to get the rings made in the first place so that he could, yeah. like, do, like, a dominate person spell on everyone who was right. wearing them. Right. Uh, this motherfucker, you can tell he played D&D all weekend. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. The Rocketeer is back. 40th anniversary. IDW gets this, uh, which is odd because it's owned by Lucasfilm. And yeah, Disney owns that. Disney. So yes. does Disney not own the Rocketeer? No, they do. As far as I know, they yeah. were no Disney Plus was talking about doing either a Rocketeer show or they were gonna do like a full on movie, like a prequel movie. Um, but that show was way better. Show was a way better idea. I think it's a better idea, especially because like what is there to do a prequel for in the Rocketeer? I don't know. Like yeah. is it just him being like a stuntman or something? I mean there's I, not- mean, I think it would be like the, the dude who had a, the, a rocket before him. Okay, sure, but so that's what this is. This is before World War. Uh, yeah, II. well, know, this this comic, The Rocketeer, is a movie that I have a lot of fondness for. It's great. It's, it's a nice beloved movie. Yeah, I don't know that like I would like full throatedly be like, "Yo, man, you got to sit down and watch this movie." Oh no, it's not Indiana Jones. You know, it, it's got yeah. that same sort of vibe to it, but no, it's not Indiana. Jones. They both have yeah that like. Kind of like it's simultaneously almost like a spoof, but also like a loving homage to like old timey like adventure. Yeah, adventure movies. Yeah, 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 like pulp adventure source. Pulp's the right word to use. Yeah, yeah, the radio series. Yeah, like old like Doc Savage type things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the Rocketeer, the Great Race, four issues. Stephen Mooney is going to be doing the writing and the art. He's done a lot of different shit. He's very well. He's got a good resume. Uh, So yeah, that's going to come out in. April. I yeah, it's definitely got a maybe from me. Uh, it's got it's like a race thing. It's going to be a race. They're going to race from California to France. 
uh, across America and into Europe um, as the drum beats for war are heightening in Europe. So that's interesting, you know, pre-war, but, you know, leaning into the war, that could be that could be fun. And I think that was actually what the Disney thing was going to do, you know, something along those same lines. I want to be against them still making a series. Hell, they made this into a series. Maybe this is them, like, shopping the idea, maybe. Although they can just make whatever the fuck they want to. They don't need to. Yeah, that's it, Disney. But, they can yeah. do whatever they want to. Uh, all right, now we're gonna go. It's a lot of Marvel DC. We're gonna go back and forth. Uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year number one of five. All right, we're going back to Batman Beyond. Uh, it's it's Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. They did the Kang the Conqueror book, which was okay. Uh, Max it was Dunbar, resoundingly okay. Yeah, it was resoundingly okay. Max Dunbar is going to be doing the uh, the art. He did Robin and Batman Urban Legends. It was great. Um, September fifteenth. This was last year. Urban Legends number seven, Terry learns that the killer of Bruce Wayne, spoiler alert, was the fucking Bat computer. How did we miss this? That so, like, what, like a HAL awesome. 3000 situation? Yes, uh. It became sentient. And then it took over all of uh, Neo Gotham's computer systems. So, this is the follow up to that where it's Batman versus Gotham. That sounds awesome. That's that a cool like, idea. It is. Yeah. It sounds rad. Dude. That's, I feel like that's something that's better suited towards the Batman Beyond setting, where like you it know is. we we would expect like everything is like digitized and like on the grid, you know. Yeah, and it's gonna be rough because Batman's dead now, you know, or Bruce Wayne is dead, you know. So is he though? Dead. Yeah, right. It's gonna be Terry struggling with that. He'll be the new Bat computer. He'll have uploaded his consciousness. Oh yeah, I'd be surprised with that. And then he'll be angle. Iron Man yeah. by the end of the series. He's gonna be uh, Terry's Friday, you know. I would, I would be. That would be still. That would be sick. He's technically is. He's te he's Oracle, more Oracle, but he's the guy in the chair, you know, one way or the other. Uh, all right, now Marvel, Spider Punk is getting his own series set in the Earth One Three Eight universe, which is the main selling point for me. I don't give a fuck about this character, but Cody Ziegler is writing it. Justin Mason is going to do the art. And they're really going to dig into Earth 138. Like Hobby Brown, right, who is Earth 616, the Prowler, becomes, is Spider-Punk, right? That's, I don't know if you knew that. It's I did not, not know actual, that, no. Yeah, it's not an actual different Peter Parker. Um, and one of his first battles is going to be toppling the President Norman Osborn, who is the pres President of the United States. All right, I kind of like the it punk rock, good, like dude. rebel angle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh, oh god, it's I know they were, they were they were actually promoting the book with this, and I'm like, wow, really? I mean, not putting their best foot forward there, but you know, um, yeah. I don't know much about Spider Punk. All I knew about him was that he was one of the skins in uh, the <laughs> Spider Man game. No, you read you read Spider Verse, didn't you? I did, I did, yeah. Yeah, he was in that. He was pretty prominent in the last one too. Fair enough, but like yeah. he kind of got he gets murdered. Yeah, I feel like he kind of got lost in the shuffle for me. There were so many spider folk about in that. Yeah, one. No shit, no shit. Uh, but that comes out in April. All right, now this is the big news. I think you're gonna love this for a lot of different angles. Sandman is coming back. Sandman Universe Nightmare Country. It has been around, yes. But who is writing Nightmare Country? James Tiny in the fourth. Okay. That's not supposed to be a thing that was going to happen. He's got a bit of a horror pedigree behind him. And yeah, I guess um, this does kind of change that whole dynamic uh, that we thought 
DC and James Tiny and we're going to have moving forward, yeah. which is to well, say not having one. James Tiny got the head Batman. He left Batman because he was getting a Substack deal, a very lucrative Substack deal. As far as I know, hey, Corey, thanks for stopping by. I love your profile pic. Looks scary as fuck. I don't know what it is. So obviously he's a Sandman fan because he loves that nightmare shit. Uh, anyway, yeah, James Tiny got a good Substack deal. Quit work for hire. Straight up said, I'm not doing work for hire anymore. No Marvel, no DC. And then, like a fucking mafia member, once he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. This was from his Substack. A message between him, James Tiny in the fourth, and an editor at DC. Would you, he's asking him, would you come back to do Sandman Universe? And he's like, ah, you fucking asshole, you know? So he's got to go back. Yeah. Uh, so um, that leads that leads me to believe that he is a huge fan of Sandman, and why shouldn't he be? Yeah, I mean, Sandman is like a comic reader's comic. You know, it's yep. one of like it's on the pantheon. You know. Yep. And yeah, he, I could see Tiny being a great fit for the Corinthian, who we saw there, one of the creepier, more memorable characters from Sandman. Yeah, and that's who this book is going to focus on, that character who's like a serial killer sort of guy. Yeah, he's basically like the heart of evil that lies at the heart of every serial killer. It's weird. A lot of Sandman is weird, but um, it's it's meta. It's it's psychological. Yeah, it's, he's yeah. very yeah, and he's very striking because he has like mouths instead of eyes and that always yeah, leads to some wild. really trippy visuals. Um uh J.H. Williams III always does good work, but he did especially good work in uh, Sandman Overture, and he did a lot of fun, like, doing panels with, like, that eye teeth, kind of, like, making yeah. up the uh, panels of the page. Yeah. Uh, so that's confirmed. It is confirmed that James Tiny IV will be writing uh, a Sandman comic on Black Label. It comes out April 12th, four books, 32 pages. It's going to be whatever, you know, big size, DC Black Label, prestige. But... In that same newsletter where he posted that that message thread, he implies that he's going to actually be show running an entire line of new Sandman comics. Well, I mean, short of getting Neil Gaiman himself to be doing it, I can't think of many other people who would be better suited for that. I don't know of anybody else who would be even be able to to handle that. The only, I mean, there are definitely writers who could convince me that they could do it. But he would be my first guess. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I just said Neil himself. Neil would honestly probably be pretty terrible about running an entire line of books. Oh, yeah, know? he would want to do it all. Yeah. Probably, you know. Um, yeah, Neil Gaiman doesn't come off as a very assertive person either. Oh, he's an outstanding writer. One of the best ever. Exactly. I just don't think he'd be a good boss. Yeah, I do not <laughs> yeah. see. I don't think he'd that's be a good, a good that's Yeah, a good I don't thing. think he'd be a good editor-in-chief, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so look for that in April. That's going to be a hot book. Uh, more hot books. Back to Marvel. Uh, Captain America. Going to be two new Captain America series. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Yeah, launching this spring. Uh, it's going to start off in April with a Captain America number zero. It's going to be written by Tochi Onabushi, Colin Kelly, and Jackson Lanning. Art by Matea de Ayulis. Great great fucking writer mark brooks wraparound cover is what we see here alex ross is also going to have a a cover uh for that number zero and then in may captain america symbol of truth is going to be coming out that is not the book i wanted symbol of truth is going to be coming out actually i think these are the alex this is the alex ross cover yeah for uh that zero issue 
There's going to be one for Steve Rogers and one for Sam. So then, yeah, symbol of truth, star Sam as Cap. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, not to toot our own horn, but we were talking a few months ago about how they're definitely eager to get Sam back in the costume now that he is the MCU's Captain America. And uh, this is cool. I love to see this. If there's room for like five or six Green Lanterns, and there's room for like three or four Flashes all at once, there is room for two Captain Americas. There's and like honestly, it's Spider Man. Yeah. And it's honestly more appropriate for there to be more than one Captain America because America is not just one people, America is lots of different people. And it's cool to have Sam step into that role again, you know? Yeah, you can have more than one Captain. Yeah. Right. You have more than one area where people are hanging out. We talked a little bit about it before, but I think it would be ideal to have like a Captain America core, you know, I've like, just let everybody who's been Captain America be Captain America. You know, I, I I think that's cool too. Uh, I think it would actually open up a whole lot of things that they would be able to do with Captain America. Yeah. But yeah, having Sam back in the role is the most important part of that. So yeah, cool to see here. He's got his own shield. I love the design on the shield. Yeah. It's fucking rad. I, I mean, there's no point in having him do it if he's not going to be his own person, you know? So, yeah, like, exactly. He gets and his own shield, his own costume. Good to see. Yeah, his own sort of way of doing it, things. Uh, he still talks to birds, which is something the MCU never really picked up on. I, they never I, even gave him a falcon. They just gave him, like, a drone falcon. You and know? I'm okay with that. It that's works, fine. That's fine. Like, I get that you don't want to have, like, an entire subplot about, oh, hey, Sam can talk to birds. <laughs> yeah, okay. They would be dogging him. They would be bagging on him so yeah. hard. I mean, they bag on Ant-Man, you know, for the same shit. Uh, But then uh, the other book, Sentinel of Liberty, this launches in June. It's going to be Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing with Carmen Carnero, one of my favorites right now. Uh, R.B. Silva is actually doing the the art on this other one. He's fucking amazing. But, yeah, Carmen Carnero, one of my faves right now. So, yeah, it it sucks. I got to buy two fucking Captain America books, though. Well, I mean – I know. It'll be I'm cool to see like Cap back to like, you know, being cool again, honestly. But, oh, yeah. no. I mean, he's been great in the books that he shows up in. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. But like, we haven't had like a really good Captain America series, I feel like, for a while. They've been a lot of pretty solid ones, but. Yeah. There have been good yeah. minis, but these look like they're going to be ongoing. They look like they're really going to, you know, yeah. push these. All right. Back to DC. One rumor. Our, our rumor is one step closer to becoming real. If you'll remember, I think Adam pretty much began it, but we've helped him flesh it out that Tom Taylor will write a Justice League book with John, Dick, Joe, Yara, uh, Jackson, Wally, th- these new com- up-and-comers. Not that Wally isn't up and new and up-and-coming, I mean, but yeah. he's back. That'd be He's interesting dynamic if Wally is like the old guard here among the yeah. team, you know? Well, Dick too. Dick yeah, Dick, yeah, Dick and Wally are like the the pillars, right? Yes, uh, especially after this week's issue of Nightwing, which I'm well, sure we'll more on that later. later. Yeah, yeah but, holy um, shit, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, uh, but, but what we're getting to is the Justice League are going to die. 30 years ago, DC Comics killed Superman, and he was dead for a year. An entire year of continuity. And then they brought him back, obviously. Death is not permanent in comics. Uh, the X-Men literally like make fun of it, you know, with a plot device now. Um, Joshua Williamson, Rafa Sandoval are gonna wrap up the final issue of Justice League, Justice League number 75 on April 19th. The death of, death of the Justice League is only the beginning. Um, 
it'll bring you the beginning of the next big DCU event starting uh, in Justice League 75. And that begins with the death of the Justice League. Uh, a great cover here. Love this. Um, seeing all these Green Lanterns here, it pretty much shows you it's going to be Jon Stewart who dies, which makes sense because he's the Lantern at the head. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the only he's Green the Lantern guy. we don't see here. We see Kyle. We see Simon. We see uh, Jessica. We see Hal. I don't think we see Guy, but I don't think it would be Guy. Uh, yeah, I don't see Guy. If we don't see John, it's guy. John, right? Yeah, fuck Guy. But yeah, I, but yeah. Is I he still be... even a Green Lantern? I thought he was something else now yeah but like i was never excited about that future state justice league team um i you know read it a and it was okay i think i just read the first issue of that one but if tom taylor is writing it especially if it has a lot of these characters who he has already been doing great work with yes. yeah i would be super excited about this yeah oh and damien on that team too I don't know oh that'd be really damien. sick yeah like get like well i guess in that case you're dropping um Luke Fox Batman and replacing him with Damien at that point, or I guess with Dick, honestly. If Bruce is dead, then he would just be the Batman then, maybe. I guess. I don't know but... if uh, Dick and Damien probably would say, no, there is no more Batman now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just fuck it. And we can do we can do better than what Bruce did, you know, because Dick's doing way better than Bruce ever fucking did, giving away his money. But that's a different story. Uh, so it's a new dark army made up of the DCU's greatest villains has formed on the edge of the multiverse and the Justice League go to try to kill him and they get owned. So there you go. Look for that in April. I'm stoked. I can't wait. I mean, they just signed Tom Taylor to an exclusive uh, contract. So if he, you want, yeah, you want to give him one of your big flag flagship titles. So, yeah, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. Man, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm curious what happens to the other books, like what happens to the War World stuff, what happens to um, the Batman book. I don't know. I'm sure we'll you know, see sooner or later. Uh, and this is, I mean, once they murder the Justice League, that's a lot of dead people. Alfred's dead. Yeah. The whole Justice League dead. There's a lot of shit going on. I mean, yeah, that could lead to a lot of ramifications across the DC universe here where we have to yeah. see, like, um, people in Wonder Woman circle. Like, what do we do without a Wonder Woman? We see, like, a Green Lantern book or what do we do without Jon Stewart, who is, like, the oh, leader of the we'll, Green Lantern. We'll get another one. Okay, there's plenty of Lanterns. Sure, but, like, Jon Stewart <laughs> is, like, the leader of the Green Lantern sure, right now. Sure. You know? uh, Flashdine would definitely impact Wally. Uh, same thing with Arthur, you know, Aquaman, Jackson's going to feel some shit. Um, right now in the Batman book, they're, I think they're leaning on making Lex Luthor fucking Batman with the whole Batman Incorporated stuff. So if that ties into that, that would definitely be a reason for Dick and Damien to not be able to use the Batman name. Um, which is fucking wild if they do that. I mean, I don't know about Lex Luthor beyond. being Batman, but he sure as shit is in a position to copyright it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I don't know what's wrong with him. You could be Batman. Anyway, so dude, there was a ton of other other news. There's a Birds of Prey book. There's a new Flash book that's going to be a prequel to the movie that's coming out. Uh, there's so much going on. We don't have any X Men news, believe it or not. They blew their wad on the destiny of that stories. Yeah. What's the last time we've had no X Men news? Yeah, I've been making it a regular segment. You know, there's been so much with the Destiny of X stuff. We're definitely going to talk about some X-Men books this week, though. There were two that I know we're going to mention. Um, so, yeah, the whole shit ton of comic news. Let's talk about Boba Fett. Uh, episode four, The Gathering Storm. I, it's more solid stuff. Uh, yeah. 
showing how um, we got here and where we're going at the same time. I like it. Solid action. Uh, the problem people are having, oh, Boba Fett ain't really a badass in this. You know what? It's because you're getting to know who the guy is, and he's an old fucking bastard now. I mean, uh, he's not as big of a badass. Maybe he never was that big of a badass. If we're going just off of him in the movies, no, he never really was. All exactly. he ever did was stand around and look cool. Yeah, but and we saw middle, him. We know that right. he is a badass, though. I mean, he was a badass like in this show. You know, and in Mandalorian. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was about to mention he was especially a badass in that episode of Mandalorian where he came back last year. So we know that yeah. he's a badass, but. They are kind of having more like goofy moments, like him chasing around that uh, rat catcher droid in this episode. Well, um, the droids have always been comic relief. So sure, sure. That, that worked for me. It, yeah, like, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one that looked like fucking um, General Grievous was dumb. Yeah, I saw Man, that. Um, I think that's nice. Yeah, like, yeah. look at how they've aged. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this one has caught us up pretty much to the present at this point. It seems like yeah, we're... with Mando, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah we saw how he gets all the shit back in that. He came out of the Bentha tank, right? And it's like, oh, you're fully healed. And so that to me was like the signal that okay, we're done with flashbacks. Um, so yeah, we're probably yeah. going to get like the all-out syndicate war uh, starting the next episode. But yeah, who was that? Yeah, he's assembled quite an interesting team. He's got the uh, he's got Finnick, of course, and we got a good chance to see like their dynamic grow, and that was cool to see. Yeah, this um, dude, this dude who fixed up Finnick, he's yep. actually a famous person known as Thundercat. I don't know what he is famous for. I know what a Thundercat is, but he does not look like the Thundercat that I remember. The Thundercats that I remember, but I have heard that he is a famous person. Uh, it was cool to see his ship again. Uh, Boba ship. They don't call it, it Slave One. No it was more. like Firewalker or something. Now Fire uh, something. It's Fire Spray or something like that. But that's actually the class of the ship. Like it's like the model. Okay. Not the name of the ship. I mean, Slave One honestly was always a bad name. I mean, I get it. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah, and so hey, if that's what they're trying to play here, where he's changed the name of the ship, like I mean, he was a slave for the. Tuscan Raiders for a half a minute there, you know. Yeah, so so I, I could get know. him maybe having a change of heart about the name of the ship. Yeah, and then but, he gets his guns back and he tears out the the motorcycle gang. Yeah, wrecks those assholes. Very, very fun scene. And then the best scene maybe of the show so far, man, is him fucking up the Sarlacc. I mean, yeah, Fennec dropped yep. that drawing silence bomb on him. And oh man, it was great, fantastic stuff. Uh, so yeah, I had a great time with this dude. Yeah, I mean, it was a great episode, action packed, man. Yeah, the show is consistently uh, very fun. Um, they have been doing a lot of build up, and so yeah, these last two episodes are going to hopefully be a pretty big payoff here. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking so, dude. Uh, I mean, what else? What else can I mean? There's no more flashbacks, like you said. We know everything else. Uh, so yeah, let's move on. Let's get some shit done. Let's get, yeah, move on. So yeah, great episode. I'm going to keep on watching this. It's great. I just love visiting the, the universe too. You know what yeah. I mean? The Star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, uh, all right. these Disney plus Star Wars shows have been the best thing to happen to Star Wars in decades, you know? I don't know if it's that long because the animated stuff has been fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, but I missed out on that. So I, it's like, yeah. Mind. I don't mind the the sequel series as much. You know, I like the pretty, sequel series more than the prequel series. Apparently, I'm in the minority with that now. But yeah, uh, but well. dude, Rogue One, 
is my favorite Star Wars movie. I think yeah. it's the best um, of the bunch. It's yeah. amazing. I think all of us had that as our number one when we did the uh, yeah. the top five for him. It's brilliant. It's so good. Uh, and Solo isn't terrible, man. You it know, is people, not yeah, terrible. Solo is sh- terrible shit. Solo it's way gets more shit than, than it deserves, to be sure. Yeah, it's way better than those yeah. sequels, man. But like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, a lot of people are developing this nostalgia for the amazing Spider-Man movies now, and it seems the exact same way that people have developed nostalgia for the prequels. They're bad movies, guys. Yeah, they always okay. have been. It's okay to it's love okay to like them. Yeah, that's fine. But like, yeah. let's not pretend like you know there's some sort of masterpiece that the rest of us just don't get. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean. And hey, Andy, thanks for coming by. Something I really appreciate it. Yeah, I like the OGs and the sequel and the prequels. I like all them movies. But out of those nine movies that you mentioned there with those three words, they're not all words, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I think Rogue One is the best. And that is has yeah. been since the new shit has gone on. I think if they did more movies um, like Rogue One, Rogue One, what fucked them is they should have just dumped the Skywalker saga. Don't even approach it, right? Everyone wanted to build off this nostalgia and have some closure. Great. You fucked it up. If they'd have started right at the beginning with Luke opening his fucking studio, his dojo, you know, Jedi training school, whatever, then we would have gotten some backstory in Kylo Ren, a little bit more backstory on how the government worked. You know, they could have done a lot more building. Instead, they're like, every movie okay here's what's going on and then in the second one they even said that oh here's what's going on i'm like well that wasn't going on in the fucking first one and then the third one doubled down and said oh no it's been fucking palpatine the whole time what no fuck off go to hell you're stupid yeah those the sequel trilogy they would have been so much better if they had all been on the same page about what they were going to do from the start the reason the first six are better than the last three is because the first six all had the same writer I don't care if that writing was good or bad, but there was still a line through. You know what I mean? The seven, eight, nine there doesn't feel like there's a line. No, I feel like we're rehashing Star Wars. But yeah, let's move on. Food. Mmm, yummy. This is some dumb shit. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is doing all kinds of weird shit. A new limited edition Cinemoji. Okay. So your food will be looking at you as you're eating it. Um, fans are being invited to enter for a chance to win their very own custom box with a personalized Cinemoji. Okay, so like they're supposed to make like a cinnamon avatar for like you. It's supposed to look like Leslie or Manuel there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who those people are. I hate this. Oh, yeah, I hate this. Dude. <laughs> oh, these people. Okay. In addition to the Cinemoji Crunch, the brand, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the brand, recruited celebrities to get in on the takeover. So it's Chloe Kim, Justin Jefferson. I don't know who those people are. SpongeBob SquarePants. I know who SpongeBob is. I know who he is. Yeah. Leslie Grace. I know who she is. She's our Batgirl. Everyone's new Batgirl. And Manuel Teresa. I don't know who those people are except for SpongeBob and Leslie Grace. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I am not the market for Cinemoji Crunch. Okay. Um, if exactly. you hadn't told me who any of these people he- here were, even knowing most of their first names here, I never would have gotten to who, like, this is supposed to be Chloe Kim, who's like an Olympic snowboarder. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I do know her. But yeah, if you had not told me that, I never would have made that connection. I feel like they yeah. haven't really captured the per- the marketing, which I guess is actually impossible because they're just putting fucking hair on stupid cereal. Yeah, pieces. it's like Mr. Potato Head, but yeah. with Mr. Crunch Squares. Uh, whatever. I I don't care for that. Uh, Adam's not here. We can still talk about Transformers and GI Joe. I, I guess. mean, you can talk, and I can like give you a layman's opinion about them. I guess. Well, it's official now. IDW came out with a statement that Transformers and GI Joe are gone. They're losing it at the end of the year. It wasn't exclusive, quote unquote, exclusive at Variety or the Hollywood Reporter. But if you'll remember, Bleeding Cool News broke this news in like November, yeah, like, last year. Okay, so then, they're going to keep the license through the end of uh, 2022? Yes. Okay. Uh, in the summer, everything they're doing now is going to end, right? Uh, they did thank everybody. You know, hey, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. You're welcome. Uh, but the monthly Transformers and the Beast Wars will continue uh, and end in the summer. When those stories come to a close, that paves the way for two new miniseries, which longtime Transformers fans will never see coming <gasps> This builds some confidence. This makes me hopeful. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're also going to do a bunch of one shots. I, I think it would be the for the best if they could go out on a bang here, you know? Like, oh, they have to. Yeah. yeah. They, they pretty much have I to. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're losing all the toys in the toy box anyway. So you might as well like strap them to the fireworks and go out on a, on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, will conclude with issue number 300. Uh, IDW will still move forward with that uh, Saturday morning adventures that was announced last year. And they've got some other stuff planned for it's the 40th anniversary of uh, GI Joe. So, uh, and they also did reiterate my little pony and Dungeons and Dragons are not going anywhere. They're staying at IDW. So, uh, and they've got big projects announced for them in February and March. Well, I'm sure my little pony alone will help like, you know, keep their payroll payroll going, you know, yeah, and D&D sells. Yeah. And D&D comics sell. So. Uh, cool. Yeah, so I, I think we'll talk about that again next week. Uh, once Adam's here, we'll, we'll reiterate that, repeat that news. So, cool. Let's do uh, top three, man. It's a, a awesome selection this week. This almost too many damn books to talk about this week. Uh, shit, I guess I'll go first. Uh... I did read Animal Castle. Uh, Animal Castle number two was great. You know, it was fun. Uh, as I did catch up on that. It's de- it's basically Animal Farm, the sequel. Um, Superman was good. Son of Kal El. Um, so was She Hulk. She Hulk was yeah. Was awesome. um, yeah, those were I'd make those two of my honorable mentions. Sure, like She Hulk was pretty good. Uh, Superman cool. Son of Kal El was really good. Um, another good, like, kind of character issue for John because he's trying his hardest not to hurt this creature, but then these, like, dickheads come in and just start shooting. Yeah. Uh, again, She-Hulk, She-Hulk was good. I, I, I hate down on her luck, down and out She-Hulk, and she's basically like that in this. Yeah. Um, Girl, you ain't got a savings account. You're a lawyer. The yeah. Avengers ain't giving you no money. You've been rent-free for, like, a year. That always does seem odd to me. Like, these people who, like, are liked by everyone and, like, you know, superheroes in good standing don't have, like, a fucking dime in their account. That she can't get a YouTube. She can't do a YouTube. She can definitely get more people watching than us. 
Oh, for sure. She can't do Instagram. And I also remember she's like, oh, well, I never had my own uh, firm. That's not true. You did have your own firm um, back when Charles Soule was writing it, which was a really cool She-Hulk run in its own right. It's a great book. Uh, That being said, this this opening issue was still a lot of fun. Um, It was. I had a lot of fun with it. uh, She-Hulk has her tuffle with Titania here, and I like their kind of dynamic that they have. Like, Titania's just here to fight just for the sake of fighting. And, like, uh, you know. And Jen's, like, into it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to start a fight club. Uh, I don't know if that's healthy. Maybe not. But, you know, um, hopefully they get into that. It's you know? healthier than them just like brawling it out with a bunch of people around. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, but my number three is Nightwing 88. Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo. Uh, I mean, real cut and dry. There is not much on the bone here. Honestly, but... this is my number one, though. Oh, Wow. Uh, it was awesome, action-packed. It builds on the overall story, and it was a fucking Titans reunion. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the crux of it is it's a testament to what a stand-up guy Dick Grayson is that he has not one but two ex-girlfriends who are willing yeah. to show up and have his back when he needs it. You know, yeah, he's a stand-up guy. He really is. Yeah, and then his current girlfriend called them. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, it's really great mature relationships going on here indeed uh the crux of the story is uh again dick grayson has donated a bunch of money that alfred left him to help rebuild bloodhaven help build bloodhaven make it better and blockbuster and basically the local government uh, are out to murder him so oracle is like well nightwing can't be two places at once you know dick grayson can't be one place in Nightwing, so we got to do our thing and yeah Blockbuster hires a bunch of assassins, and it's really the way Tom Taylor um, sort of paces things, man. Uh, it's just so well done. It's like a thriller moment, but then there's a joke, and then Beast Boy shows up, and it's a joke. And it, things are really high stakes, but Tom Taylor never really lets it get away from him. He understands that, no, this is the Teen Titans. Well, Titans. Uh, they're supposed to have a, a sense of humor with them. That's yeah. just who they are. Uh, some really good moments with uh, Wally and Dick. Just just a fucking cool book, man. It's yeah, really I mean, this book has a lot of things going for it. It consistently does month after month. Um, one of my favorite aspects of it is the way that the characters uh, relate to each other. You know, yeah. I like the way I like the interpersonal um, dynamics between all between Dick and all of his supporting cast. And this is our this is him bringing in um, the the Titans. Um, which we haven't seen in this book yet. And yeah, I really love his uh, dynamic with Wally. I love his dynamic with uh, Cyborg. I love his dynamic with all of his old teammates. Um, It's a thrill to read and there's a lot of cool action. And yeah, it has a really cool message. I really love Dick getting out here and being like, you know, what good could we do if we get resources to the people who need them the most you know yeah and that's the overall story really what's being being told in the book since taylor's taken over but you know microscopic on this issue and man he's just having fun because nothing really gets solved in this issue nothing no nothing at Um, all happens it just has they just have fun yeah yeah Uh, the overall plot has not moved forward at all but it was still like a blast. And yeah, he yeah. is still like getting that message across and it's really cool. So yeah, that's made my number one. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, that was my number three. Your number three was honorable mentions, sir. 
All right, so honorable mention for um, I already mentioned She-Hulk. I already mis- mentioned uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El. Those were both fun. Um, I'll also throw in an honorable mention for uh, Blue and Gold, number five. Yeah, it's solid. solid. Yeah. Um, it continues to be a fun look at, like, characters who've always been, like, you know, had this goofy PR thing going on. Like, what would that look like in the age yeah. of social media? We actually see a couple of the people who have been uh, social media um, like yeah, they're, narrators. They're, they're yeah. just as weird as you'd think yeah. they are from their shit. Yeah, it's very yeah that fun. was fun. Yeah, um, but I'll give my number three this week to um, Avengers number 52. Nice. Um, it's more of this um, Avengers versus Masters of Evil thing. The cover is a bit misleading. It because is very just, misleading. A, just a couple of them show up here and they have a kerfuffle with uh, Captain America Captain Marvel and Starbrand. Um, the point of this was the cliffhanger. The yeah. whole point of this arc to me feels like everybody is disposable and Starbrand's just going to end up murdering everybody. But yeah, Starbrand does get aged up yet again at the end of this issue. She's an adult yeah. now. Uh, but Awkward. Yeah. I like Jason Aaron playing with like what would happen if we mashed together Ghost Rider and Green Goblin. Oh, sure. Well, that was we a, get that's a, fun as hell. Yeah, let's give Red Skull a Venom suit. We've seen that one yeah. before, but it's still a lot of fun. I like Jason Aaron's, you know, just playing with the action figures. It's sure. always a real hoot, and yeah, I am enjoying this current story arc quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's all the Avengers book has been since the beginning. It's just Aaron having fun. Yeah. He's earned it. You know, he's made Marvel a shit ton of money. He's earned that fucking right. Uh, all right, Zombie, number two. Uh, all I got is X-Books left. Devil's Reign, X-Men number one, Jerry Duggan, Phil Noto. Uh, beautifully drawn, wonderfully written. Uh, it works perfectly for this event, as well as uh, with the main X-Men continuity, you know, as it is now. Duggan knows his shit. Um, just a hell of an event tie-in, man. Uh, yeah. Maybe the best event tie-in I've read since Secret Wars, you know, and that one had more than one. Um, but most of them are just trash. Most of them have nothing to do with the event. Most of them pull nothing at all. And this pulls everything. This is deep continuity, deep history between Emma and Electra and Fisk. And it just works. And yeah, it was great. It's a modern yeah, well, spin on it. It was just a really solid. Read. When we were looking at um, uh, Heroes, was it Heroes Reborn? Um, the, the one with the Squadron Supreme? Yeah, like, yeah, Aaron's. yeah. When we're talking about that, I think we said at the time, like the ideal tie-in should enhance your experience of reading the main book, and this does do that because yeah. we do see like Electra's dynamic with uh, Wilson Fisk, because like she and was, Emma's. yeah, um, they like and I liked Emma's whole like speech about how like you know, oh, you're lucky, you got me. You do not want yeah. to be the one he sends Electra after, and right, yeah. Um, here we see Electra, like we were talking about a little bit last week. She is not a good person. Yeah, she's a terrible person. Yeah, and she's done really fucked up shit. And yeah, we get to see her at her most cruel and cold-hearted here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's going to come back to Honor because this girl shows up again at the end of the book. There's something going on there, uh, more history. But yeah, a great tie-in to a cool event that has seen Mayor Fisk just Drop the hammer on superheroes. No more superheroes in New York. And 
I also like this because it it ties in a lot to like how the politics with Krakoa and mutants works now in the whole world. And Fisk has to, you know, do political maneuvering in order to get what he wants. And I like that angle of it as well, because that makes sense. They brought it up in the devil's reign book itself where Tony Stark's like, no, I'm going to run for mayor or run for president or whatever the fuck he's going to do. And then, you know, Luke Cage is like, nah, it'd be better if Luke did it. So I love that. I love that angle. I love that they're bringing in that political political shit because fucking a they made him the, the mayor you have to bring in that political angle and i think this book did it just wonderfully yeah and it was a uh, smart and you know big air quotes realistic way to approach this situation sure. yeah and just great art great art fucking noto kills it uh all right dude number two uh my number two is going to be uh defenders number five Oh, did we? I don't even. I don't know if I have that covered. Did we figure out who the master writer was? Master we do. Writer. Yeah. Um, is he anybody we know? Sort of. He is a character from this book. Oh. But, um, so no. <laughs> so you would not. If yeah. it's a, it's a character from the Marvel One Thousand from um, a little while back. But yeah. Um, as always, this book is a real treat for the eyes. Javier Rodriguez is always just nailing it. Like he's creating these visualizations of some really esoteric concepts. Like, like eternity and shit is in this. Yeah, right? yeah. They have gone back to every time they go back a universe, which is like the basic premise of this book, they're like chasing this one asshole, like mm-hmm. further back and back through like previous universes. Um, we had like a universe of science, a universe of magic, a universe of narrative, or like, you know, just the basic building blocks of a story, like are the main yeah. inhabitants. In this one, this universe was the idea of existence. The concept of there being something is fighting against the concept of nothingness. So all of the never ending story. Yes. Like, like existence itself is fighting to overcome just there being a primordial void where nothing ever happens. Well, I mean, that's entropy, right? Basically. I suppose so. Uh, but that's, that's pretty interesting, though. That's a fun take. I love the kind of like look at this as like a meta narrative about like storytelling, oh, not only in yeah. comics but in storytelling in general. But then also Javier Rodriguez like coming up with a visualization for these concepts is always so damn cool. cool. So yeah, that the actual plotting itself is you know it's whatever. Like they yeah. they pull shit out of their ass to be like let's do this and it works, you know. But it works on a meta narrative level and it's always a fun read. The whole it's thing over now. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah, this was the last cool. one. They apparently they're going to do another Defenders book in the summer, but yeah, that's the end of this one. Well, Doctor Strange did, so I guess. Yeah, but um we'll figure Yeah, the out. whole thing about like who the mass rate writer was, it was fun. It was fun. I thought they did, yeah. it was a, as good of a reveal as they could have made it, but that was never like the thing, right? That was Sure. Be that was book. just a solicit for this issue. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it didn't. Well, there was no impact though on you who it was. It was like, oh, okay, whatever. It was one of those things, like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of neat. Okay, cool, cool. I wasn't like, what or like, okay, sure, sure. Like, it's Captain Marvel the whole time. Yeah, Silver Surfer. Wait, if Donny Cates is writing it, Silver Surfer's surfboard is the masked raider. Yeah, and Silver Surfer's black again. All of a sudden, what the hell? Yeah, it's weird. 
Uh, okay, that leaves it to me. There was never going to be uh, any debate. Uh, X lives Wolverine, maybe 10 lives. I'm not sure. Number one, Ben Percy, Joshua Cassaro. Uh, basically, Omega Red learns the truth behind his resurrection that they fucked him. Uh, and he somehow, we're not really sure how yet, I think through some Soviet technology, Russian technology, begins to travel through time by possessing people back in the day. I'm going to get this out of the way. That was the main thing that kept this off of my list is because I don't know what the fuck is happening here. You don't know what's happening with Omega Red. True. And I, okay, we kind of, uh, with yes. With Wolverine, it's Days of Future Past. It is basically, yeah. Basically. They're sending him, they're sending his mind like back through time to keep stopping Omega Red for doing yeah. bullshit but into the way quantum leap was supposed to work in quantum leap he was supposed to jump back into his own body back in the past but instead he started jumping into other people's bodies so really wolverine is doing days of future past but omega red is doing quantum leap and but they're both kind of the same thing process but we don't know how omega red is doing that i'm sure iggy or whatever ziggy the robot will show up in the next issue. Uh, it's a brutal fun. Great art. I love this. Look at the Canadian, you know, maple leaf flag or on his belt buckle. I fucking love it. Yeah, well, it was kind of cool seeing like the the bone v bone uh, fight between uh, Wolverine yeah. and Omega Red here. Yeah. Uh, and, and just the writing, a lot of the mentions, like when the first baby is born and it's stillborn and she names it her Cassandra. Because that comes back, you know, Cassandra Nova, yeah. come, that comes um, back later. That was a cool thing where, like, you know, savvy X-Men readers will be like, oh, shit. It's like, know? oh, shit, I know what's going on. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then just this panel right here, which is beautiful. Uh, I loved all the shit going Yeah, on this here. was a really rad, like, here's a highlight of reel of Wolverine's, like, various adventures from not just his own life, but, you know, from, like, our readership of the character. You know? Yeah, and is this, I mean, how many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, are these the ones that we're going to see him go back into? Uh, the rest of the book sort of shows him being on that one team that he was on with, what the fuck's his name? I can't remember. Um, who was also in this, in the Wolverine series for a while. Um, like they're in the jungle and somehow Xavier's going to be there, whatever. Yeah, like uh, Sabretooth is there along with like uh, yeah. like the Weapon X program guys. Yeah. Uh, this great scene of him, you know, with a newborn Charles Xavier. Just, and that's so weird, dude. But that's like perfect X-Men shit, you know? Uh, yeah, this is, turn, this is starting off to be a great Wolverine-centric X-Men event. And that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I was expecting. And it pulled it off perfectly. You know, it was sci-fi. It was deep. Uh, it, it had a lot of, you know, uh, hints in there, a lot of Easter eggs for, for old, you know, X-Men fans, but you didn't really need those the story. Didn't really hinge on any of those. And yeah, I'm anxious to see where it's going. Cause there's still a lot of mystery, you know, not only in this issue, but with the event overall, yeah. how is Omega Red doing what he's doing, what deals did he make, but how do X lives of Wolverine and X deaths of Wolverine, how are those tying into one another? Uh, and will it pay off? You know, will we get a payoff? Uh, so far, so good. So, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm really excited that that this was – it lived up to the hype. Uh, it's a Wolverine book, and it's a good – it's better than him fucking surfing on an adamantium surfboard. You've got to let that go eventually. I'm not. I will never let that go. Uh, so, yeah, and your number one, I believe, was Nightwing. Correct, yeah. Nightwing 88. Just – I mean, you're a Titans guy anyway. 
So aren't you? You're a Titans guy, right? I, I'd say so for the most yeah. part, sure. But like, yeah, especially, I especially like Wally West. So anytime Wally shows up in a book, it's like, you know, that's yeah. a, that's a upping its stock in my eyes a bit. I mean, I mean he nailed all of uh, Tom Taylor nailed all of the dialogue. It felt like the characters were the yeah. characters. The attitudes were there uh, with, uh, it's not wonder girl. What's her name? She kind of like wonder girl, uh, Donna right? Troy. Yeah. Donna Troy uh, and beast boy. He nails beast boy. Uh, and Bruno, or, uh, Bruno Redondo getting a draw there, you know, that was awesome. Yeah, too, I mean, anytime we get a chance to see Bruno Redondo draw characters that we haven't seen him draw yet, that's a cool thing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, man, a lot of good books this week. Uh, we'll talk about what books are coming out next week, tomorrow, uh, so come back for that. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we got other shit going on on this channel's. Check out the comic book bullies. They got a podcast going on later on tonight. Uh, do not miss it. Uh, go to outrightgeekyou.com for all kinds of links uh, to the bullies and to everything else we've got going on. Uh, like I said, we'll all be back. Maybe just three of us. Maybe just you and me again. Uh, we'll uh, see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow for the Tuesday, uh, Monday night preview show. Uh, definitely check back in for that. Uh, again, thanks, everybody. But most of all, thanks to, I guess, I don't know this fight club member for hanging out with the other fight club we'll just do fight club you do anytime Tina, i'll be she hulk and we'll just kick each other can i be she hulk instead sure or? sure okay. it's all made up anyway uh yeah but uh I mean, if i get a if i get a pick someone on my dodgeball <laughs> right, team yeah. right yeah uh i think Titania is actually still married to uh what's his name to absorbing man yeah, yeah to absorbing which man. weirdly enough has become one of the longest running couples in comics that i know especially of. for villains dude yeah. Those villains definitely get around but yeah i, I think that's kind of sweet i would like to see like a, yeah. a series with just them i've read doing, like, many a book shit. where they had a really wholesome dynamic between yeah. uh carl and uh oh i forget titania's real name but yeah, yeah i don't remember either. i think it's like michelle i think it's something real basic no. Is it here? Uh, nah, she says it in the book, but uh, so yeah, again, thanks for listening, everybody. Most of all, thanks to Taylor for having me. We're gonna do it again <gasps> next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. There's all into it.